to Gary Barlow. Welcome, have a seat, Gary Barlow. I know you, wow. you've got a busy itinerary. It's, it's really great to have you. 30 number ones, what was it, 21 songs in the top, tw in top 20? I just keep making these numbers up. <laughs> just make them up. No, I did cross-reference yeah. them. They're not. They're not your claims, Gary. Yeah. They're not yeah. your claims. Yeah, that's that's just a, a huge accomplishment. Oh, nice, nice to meet you. By the way, Clarence. Thank you. Yeah, Thank it's, you. it's great to have you. And then there's maybe a more important question that I want to ask you. As take that uh, comes up under my voice. So you are officer of the Order of the British Empire. <laughs> Your OBE, right? Am, yes. Is that? Do you get paid for that? Is it a job? Do you know what I? I, I know. I get all sorts of questions about that. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a doctor or any of those things. But when they gave me an OBE, I was like, yes, that sounds good. Is that like sir or knight? Or no, it, it's before that. Okay. So be, be able to become a sir, you you need to um, have an OBE or an MBE. Okay. Um, and I think the we were discussing it earlier. I think the MBE is something to do with charity. Okay. Um, but the I got my OBE because I did a I organised a concert for the Queen for a Diamond Jubilee. Okay. And um, and that was the payment, was it? That was the payment. <laughs> that was the payment. It really was. Oh, they do it in your country too. Yeah. Except yeah. we've got stick stuff behind our names in our country. Yeah. Yeah. No. And uh, I must be honest. It's, it was for my mum. I mean, my mum loved it. She, she. Um, I often think with many of these things, they should go to soldiers and people who do really important things for the world. But um, I was thrilled to receive it because my mum had a great time. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely sure. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the kind of the, the number of hits that you've written, the, the songs that you have have written, it, does it is that fountain of inspiration just uh, always there, ever present? Or do you run dry? No, it's, is it seasonal? It's no, it? it isn't. It's ever present for wow. me, uh, and um, I, and it's something I've, I've always had. I, I started I started writing by mistake because my mum used to send me to piano lessons, and of course, what twelve year old wants to learn piano? I did not want to learn, and so they gave me homework, and um, I'd get home and and rather than my mum would say play me what you've learnt and rather than playing and you'd make I, it up i'd make it up <laughs> i love it i'd make it up i love it and she would go oh i love that one and you'd think oh maybe i'm quite good at this and so i started to develop outside of playing other people's songs quite early on i, w I was actually selling um i was selling to people that they should uh, induct their kids at a young age preferably into an instrument because uh, apparently research shows that your proficiency at maths grows um, if you're playing an instrument from a young age. How's your maths? You know, terrible maths. However, <laughs> the, there's one the more... The idea's imploded. Okay. No, I don't think so. I, because I think in the modern world, if I think of the times that I turn to my piano for some peace and quiet and a time for myself and a bit of enjoyment, it's often on a daily basis and in a, I think in a, in a world right now where we're always looking to escape a musical instrument is a beautiful way of doing that yeah your typical fans are growing older now <laughs> yeah they are you, do you know what do you know what they, what's happened though in the 90s though they were all sort of 14 15 years old exactly but yeah. when they come and see us now 
And you know what? They've stuck with us through all these years. They're the same people mm. um, who are so lucky, but they bring their kids and they bring their parents with them now. Yes. And so we have this gorgeous family environment when we play live. Sure, they'd be generation-wise, so they'd be yeah. probably impacted by the baby boomers and Generation X, you, you Generation yeah, X, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, so it's, and you've it's, borrowed from the greatest creators that ever existed and I, probably will ever exist. I know, I know. I, you know, my mum uh, grew up, she was 15 when she first went to the cavern in Liverpool and she went to watch a singer called Lonnie Donegan and supporting Lonnie Donegan on this Tuesday night was an act called The Beatles. Uh -huh. And they were just, they were a covers band. Unknown, yeah. They were a covers band at the time. Wow. Yeah. So did your mum give them any advice as well? Well, my mum wasn't interested in the Beatles. My mum had gone to see Lonnie Donegan. And it was so interesting because she was a big concert goer. And so when I started to play live, she used to say, oh, Cliff Richard used to do this at that point. And Liberace would have done this at this point. And she was imparting to me all the concerts she'd seen across her life to help my live show be better. Let's talk about this life. Yes. Does it signal a new season for Gary Boller? Do you know what? It signals a new season for us as a band. Because in 2019, um, it was actually 1989 we all stood in a room together, the five of us. And so 2019 for us was a kind of 30-year anniversary. And we had a big greatest hits that included all the music across the three decades. So this is our first studio album out of the other end of a greatest hits. And we we did feel like it was like drawing a line. Right, this is the future now. We, we know what the past sounds yeah. like. Now we're going into the future. And we, we've had great fun writing this writing this album. Yeah, it's, it's it's what what is it? What they what, what they call these these people on on TikTok and stuff? The, the those young people they they dominating dominating the charts these days, huh? <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about stepping into to, to their terrain? You know what? These young, Influences. talented, good-looking people, I hate them. They're, they're an absolute nuisance to us all. <laughs> He's got a cup of coffee in the studio with me, but um, you're here for the Souvenir Blanc, I believe, this time round. Yes, we're, we're actually down here at the moment. Well, first and foremost, I'm down here to tell you that for the first time ever, our band Take That are going to be playing live here in South Africa in October. Yeah, uh, We're playing two uh, gigs and we're very, very excited. And they've sent me down here to tell you we're coming. Um, so uh, if you need to get out the city, it's time to go. Absolutely. Uh, and the date in Cape Town is Grand Arena on the 22nd of October. Tickets yep. go on sale tomorrow, Friday the 1st of March, uh, on the big concerts uh, website. This is a little working visit with a little PR in between as well. Tell us about the working part of it. Yeah, so the working part of this trip for me is, is that... Um I was down here about six months ago um, because we actually buy wine from here uh, for a wine company that I'm involved in. And, uh, of course, we love the South African wine. That goes without saying. But I put a little Instagram post on my Instagram page. Here I am in South Africa. And we have a TV company back home called ITV. Yeah. And they saw this post and they said you need to do your own wine show. And so I'm here, film is all set in South Africa, we're doing five episodes, 
and uh, we're here for the next two weeks filming and showing your gorgeous country in its best light so, so you you have a relationship a commercial relationship with our wine back mm -hmm. home i believe it's organic wine specifically yeah. Yeah. tell me where you're pitching uh, so basically we by the way this is all a, a very big happy accident um, my um, my vision for this wine company was like a hundred bottles that i'd give out to my friends wow. at christmas and um we started with some uh, organic Spanish wine. We did a, right, a white, a red, and, and a rosé. Um, and we are just over a million bottles sold wow. in two years. Uh, then we added our uh, South African range to that, which is a Sauvignon Blanc and a Sauvignon Blush. Wow. Is that common here, blush? Uh, Just, no. It's like a than, it's uh, like a rosé, yeah, yeah. uh, but it's, it's it's like a little squirt of of Pinot Noir, yeah, yeah. and it's delicious. That now outsells the Spanish wine three to one, and so we are we need big demand. We need a we need a lot of wine, and we're gotcha. about to add a Pinot Noir and a Malbec to that as well, all from South Africa. Well, that's big demand. Won't it take you away from your first love? You know what? It actually works beautifully hand in hand. <laughs> I think what, wine and Mike, music. Mike in the one hand and glass in the other. After the show. <laughs> Always after the show, never before. So you're not threatened by the future. And clearly uh, the appeal is now to a broader market. Uh, you said they're bringing their moms and their kids to the shows as well. And I would imagine the, you know, they're all fans of, of Take That. You, you believe you I have longevity so. still? Do you know what? It's something I don't, I don't, the things you've just listed, uh, I, I don't give a lot of thought to. The, the, the reason I get up every day is because of my love of music. I love to make music. And it's, I think it's the reason we're still here after all these years doing what we do is that we put most of our time and effort into our music. And because we believe in our music so much, we get to release it. We then have to go and tour it. People get to see us touring. Of course, we're very passionate about our performances. Those things have always kept me with my feet on the ground sure. because music, you don't get any from being, you know, from selling a million albums. It doesn't make you any better when you come into the studio. You still have a blank page at the start of each day. And I love that challenge. I hear what you're saying. From, from selling a million albums, nobody's buying albums anymore. How has streaming impacted your business? You know, the fastest growing uh, piece of music in our country is the CD at the moment. What? <laughs> I know. I know. Um, uh, and cassettes and vinyls. It's nostalgic baby boomers are at it still. Right? It's crazy. It's, it, it really is. Um, however, you're right. But you're not producing anymore, are you? I, I do produce from time to okay. time. Yeah, I, I, I didn't do on this last record. Okay. Sometimes I like being an artist as well. I like singing my song and leaving the studio for everyone else to clean up. Uh, but I like to produce also. But there's something you're saying and you're not saying it. You're saying streaming isn't serving you. It's not serving the music industry. Well, Why am I reading too much into your silence? No, no, not at all. Streaming is the future of, of the music industry. It definitely is. For consumers and for record labels and artists, um, you know, music should always be easy to access. But it should be on your terms. As the owner of the IP, is it, is it on your terms, streaming? Well, you know, it's, ve it's an interesting question because... 
it the the model of the record industry is a very weird thing you know we pay for our records and someone else owns them it's a very it's a, i'm going there it, it's honestly it, it it is a crazy thing it it's it's been good to me music i i, I can't start dialing into contracts and be, it's been good to me and and i feel feel like because it's been good to me I've been able to translate my thoughts and feelings into other people's lives, and I definitely know it makes a difference. Sure. I just want to clarify that again. Mm -hmm. So that very important revenue stream, yeah. CD sales, yes, is lost now, and streaming is supposed to compensate for that, right? Well, it's not going to compensate though because it doesn't no, that's, work that's like that. Yeah. Um, and you know, the funny thing is, is that you, you know, you you speak to my kids, and they'll they'll be like but buy so what what yeah. do i need to buy i just want to listen to it so the concept we have because of our ages that's not the concept that the next generation have and music should be accessible it should apparently the the, the statistic is is that more music is being ingested more than ever before Mm. on earth so you're saying the quantum is still growing and therefore it may become even more beneficial i to think all it will i think it will i think it will and i think every year i know songwriting friends of mine who stand outside uh the the you know the in washington campaigning for songwriters yeah. and artists it will change it will change it's just slow yeah, I, th I think the model will inevitably change, but yeah, it's going to be a while. And I'm, it, it's a selfish thing for me because, you know, my career's sort of been, I've had the good times. It's, it's not people like me that we're discussing here. It's the next generation of the new artists. I'm chatting to Gary Boller. I can't believe it, actually. This one just kind of fell out of the sky. Uh, and I'm just kind of pinching myself here. <laughs> um, singer, songwriter, member of, of course, uh, boy band, take that in the studio with me. Millions of women throwing themselves at you <laughs> all of your life. Gary, what, what's your life like? <laughs> that's, that, uh, it sounds good. That's uh, <laughs> what you just said. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's funny. Um, that was the nineties. That was. Yeah, yeah. It, no, it was very much the nineties. We were in there with you, very green with envy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was the nineties. It was a fun, crazy. Um, yeah, it was a ride. It was a ride. The nineties was. It was a, a six-year period. We were together. Um, it was in an era where you couldn't take a video and talk to the world. You had to go and see people. Honestly, now are they still as gorgeous as they were in the nineties? Who's that? Your fans. Of course your they are. Of course they well, are. Even more beautiful now, are they? More, absolutely. <laughs> and mean more, mean more to us now than they have ever have done because they're still here with us. Is it a rumor uh, or are you a, a, a foodie as well? Mm. I'm a foodie, a whiny. I, I'll be honest with you. I can sum it up even simpler. I like the good stuff. I like the good oh. stuff. I, I like traveling to great places. <laughs> Uh, I like good times, friends, wine, great food. It, that to me is what life's all about. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Somebody actually wrote something. Yeah, your greatest fan, Gary, was Princess Diana. She loved Take That. I do too. Says Brenda, did you meet Princess Diana? Many times. Yes, we did. Did uh, she come on to you? Oh, come on. We, can't, be telling, we huh? can't speak this, but definitely telling. not. Not, not, no. Um, she was... A, a beautiful woman 
I mean, we were just all taken by her, and we we did a little concert for her. Uh, she was campaigning at the time. I think it I think it was in the HIV period mm. where we were trying to raise money and get awareness. Um, and she put herself out there, which was unusual at the time for a royal. And uh, and she invited us to come and sing at Wembley Arena, and we got to go and have tea with her the day before at uh, at Kensington Palace, which was incredible. And uh, no, wonderful experience, and and that that's a memory. I actually got a Christmas card off her, and I've still got it. It'll wow. be it'll be something I treasure forever. Agnita Fox, Fox, Fox Koch, the Abba, yes, Abba. Somebody right Cyclones, please ask Gary about his meeting um, in 2013. They sung together. He's one of my favourites, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Was it yes. for you? Well spotted, absolutely. I was writing with a friend of mine, Jürgen Elifsson, in Sweden. Uh, he had this amazing studio, like almost on an island. That, that He would be right at the edge of the ocean, and these enormous cruise liners used to go past his house. It was a brilliant place to live. And we wrote a song, and he said, Hey, I'm, I'm doing a new, al a new album for Agnetta. Should we, should, should we try her on this? And I was like... Not, not the girl from ABBA. He was like, yeah, I'll give her a call now and she'll come over and sing it. It was the most surreal hour I've ever had. She came in, she went on the mic, and all of a sudden through the speakers was the sound of ABBA singing my song. He's right here in the studio with me, Gary Barlow, the English group, of course. Uh, take that, now consisting of Gary, Howard Donald, Mark Owen. They dominated the 90s uh, from Never Forget. There was a bit of that to Back for Good. Um, and they are performing in Cape Town on the 22nd of October at the Grand Arena. And I suggest you get your tickets really, really quickly. It's going to sell out big concerts from their website. Uh, we're going to wrap it there, but we're going to take a little bit of, of your music. It probably speaks louder than words anyway. So thank Always. you. Thank you for joining <laughs> hey, us. Thank you. you. Lovely to meet you. Lovely to yeah, meet you yeah, too. I yeah. can't yeah. believe it. <laughs> Gary Barlow in the studio with me. And this is what they sound like.